Well, hello, good afternoon. This is Eileen with Chronicles of a Latina and Friends. And I told you in my last podcast, I believe, that I was going to have some awesome women um, here on my podcast because this is all about women. And it doesn't matter the language, English, Spanish, or any other one. Um, we all need to be heard and we all have a story to tell. And that's why I'm so excited to have my first, 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 first guest on this um, podcast. And her name is Gina Akins. And she, when I heard her story, and um, I always say that women can, we can write a book about us in our life because we we've gone through so much and gina is the one to tell you about that and i love her story i love her tenacity and her determination to keep going and um you you will hear from her but um she is from florida which is my home in florida i, I have a deep love for florida my daughter was born there and um it was the happiest time of my life. So, um, Gina, welcome, welcome, welcome to this um, podcast all about women. And I want you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Hi, everyone. Um, again, my name is Gina Akins, and I am a Southern girl. So you may hear a little of the Southern accent come out every now and then. But I am um, from Florida, as you stated, and I'm a mother of three that are six years apart. Um, I have an 18-year-old. I have a 10-year-old, and I have a... Um, well, they're not actually eight, uh, six years apart, but I have an 18-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a four-year-old. Um, and I am engaged to be married. I do have a bearded dragon and a couple fish, but the bearded dragon is an actual um, different type of reptile lizard um, that's kind of unique, but uh, we do have him. He's started out as a baby but now he's very big uh we put him on a leash and he walks around a lot mm -hmm. but um as other than that i do i have three or four businesses that i do i am a graphic and web designer i also have a legal and finance um, business where i do tax prepare i also help um my main business that i really tend to a lot and getting a lot of buzz off is is my legal business, and that is the the Life Note um, LLC. And that one is I designed it, that one to basically help families that can't afford an attorney. And what I do is I give them all the necessary information. I just charge a flat fee. We do legal consultation depending on. Um, how the severity of your case is based on the what I would charge. And I help with getting the forms. I prepare the forms for you. We also talk about if you have an attorney, you haven't reached out to your attorney and or your attorney has not reached out to you and you're and kind of just left you in limbo. You don't know to go left or right. I help you find out what's going on with your case. I help you file against that attorney um, to do a complaint. So 
that that has been my main hobby right now i used to do i used to love singing i still do singing every now and then but my main hobby um has been really um when i started the business kind of everyone's been reaching out left and right uh father's right mother's rights and um you know dealing with children and sometimes just dealing with straight divorce or if you just need um help with just legal forms you know if you're trying to start a business or you're doing a contract little stuff like that if you have a title bill of sale so it this has really became my number one hobby um so that's what i kind of been doing i've been doing um graphic design for over um my son i started graphic designing um i want to say for 25 years I've been doing it, um, being a graphic designer. I actually majored in it in high school and, and in college. And so I left that. And and this is how I ended up in the legal aspect part of it, because I changed my major. Um, I did get my first degree in computer networking. And then I went back for information system. And then I did graphic design. And then I changed and said, okay, enough with the computers. I want to do something different. And um, it was based upon just, I said, I want to do criminal. My uncle is a, was a criminal attorney for, for over 30 years. And then he just retired as being a um, family in the family law division, which is child support judge. So I've been around it left and right helping him when he needed in his own private uh, law firm office and i decided to go into actually majoring into criminal justice but when i saw the kind of stress that it brings upon a family i just decided i did not want to do to actually major major in it but i did um get certain certifications to help with what i'm doing now which is in the life note llc business gotcha wow that's that's exciting um now let me let me ask you tell us as as women what is the what's what's a big challenge um especially in this uh environment because i'm sure you get a lot of um requests and um and, and this anything that has to do with law it doesn't matter what you know in what type um tell us as 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 women um well as a woman what what do you think it's has been one of the biggest challenges in your career, for example? In my career, um, it tends to be more of a lot of a lot of people basically stereotype and think it's a man or men type world when it comes to legal. You will find a lot of males that are either attorneys, paralegals, are the ones that may. So you you kind of get more of men that you would see in the courtroom versus women. A lot of women are now starting to branch out to become um, judges, to become more attorneys, but nine out of 10, they kind of shun us away and put us back as, oh, well, you be the paralegal. If I need you, then, you know, you can go to court. But that's why. Uh, and that was my biggest thing that I saw. I was like. It's always women doing the dirty work, but in limelight, it's always the males that are being um, 
either in court, either in the news, but never the woman that is actually being the one that's doing the hard work, the one that's out there going to uh, this place or that place to get whatever it is they need for your case. That person's never shined. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I don't want to go into anybody's firm. I don't want to be the paralegal. I want to be the one that's the middle voice. You know, I, and I just saw that a lot of uh, women, especially, um, I get a lot of males that would say, you know, the women automatically going to get it. The women automatically going to get it. And it's just like, it's just stereotypes everywhere that men feel that, especially in this law business, that we women cannot do what they do and do it better. <laughs> you know, I'm being honest. They really feel like we cannot handle a case. They always say, oh, you're going to be too emotionally involved. And I've heard that so many times. And it's like, yeah, I'm a mother. I think with my heart. I don't just think with my brain. You know, I, I'm a mother. I'm very compassionate. We as women are nurturers. So we can feel when a child is in need and what that child is going through as a mother. And so it may take just that motherly love to a child to make them feel secure enough to testify or secure enough to where you can say, if they don't have anyone, we're I'm here for you. So yeah. a guy, a guy doesn't do that. It's all about the books, the laws, and that's it. And it tends to be, you know, I get half of the time when I was working in my uncle law firm, um, other uh, attorneys there would say, well, how did you get this? And I've been trying for months to get it from them. And I was like, oh, mm, I'm a woman, you know, and I'd say that as a joke and um, <laughs> it would get up under their skin. And so and I tell them, I was like, you don't have compassion. Guys don't I don't want to generalize, but m- some guys, majority of the time in this field do not have compassion. It's all about the law and it's cut and dry with them. Correct. But, Correct. You know. And like I tell them, it's always, there's always a fine line. And I just want women to understand that it does not matter what career, it does not matter what um, area that you are in your career. If it is more dominating of men, do not let, don't let that deter you from your dream or what goal you have set. Because sometimes I have seen where men will make a a female attorney or a paralegal cry because it's just the insults or you could be in an office full of men and it's just like, you know, like they think you're one of them. You know, you have to kind of put your big girl pants on and kind of go to battle with them and not make them feel, have them make you feel inferior to them because you're, you're not, you're, you're. You're a woman. We are strong. We can handle multiple tasks than a man can. And most men, they think we cannot. We can, as women, we cook, we clean, we take care of the kids, we go to work, we prepare dinner while we're on the phone trying to handle this. And it's just, we are multitaskers. We were born to multitask. Guys are not. They are just strictly, this is it. And this is how I see it. There is no gray line. It's black and white to them we see rainbows we see everything that can possibly happen yes. so never stop your dream 
Never. I love that. Okay, so okay. Gina, tell me about um, a time, because we've all had um, hardships in our life and obstacles and all that good stuff. Tell me about a moment that um, you had obstacles or a, a dark moment in your life. What, how, how was it and who helped you? What, what made you um, um, get out of that situation? And, and how do you do it? Because we have many women that are going through uh, different things. So I, wanna, I want them to know that they're not alone and it is possible to get out of that. Right. Okay. I can tell you, um, and I promise you I'm not going to cry, but I'll tell you okay. about a time where my darkest moment, um, and I think about this darkest moment all the time, believe it or not. My darkest moment was um, I was going through I, my first marriage, I was going through a divorce. And while I was in separation, I had got um, sexually assaulted from a guy from church. Um, I, I didn't know him that well and didn't know that he was following me around every time I left, you know, church, uh, either Bible study. And he would follow me, but I didn't never knew that he followed me. And, um, when the sexual assault happened, my son was two. And um, while I was going through the divorce, I would go through the divorce case in the evening on the same day as I would have my rape case in the morning. And I, after, so while going through those two things, the lady that adopted me which was my father's mother. Um, so she was my paternal, my paternal grandmother. She actually passed. She was the only mother knew, um, that raised me. I knew of my birth mother, but I was not um, connected with her that well. So the only woman that I knew as a mother was my grandmother. And she actually passed. So here I am going through a divorce a rape. Now my grandmother, um, and I don't like to use the word rape, but sexually assaulted. Um, also the death of my mother slash grandmother, as well as on the verge of losing my job. I um, was pulled in the office while I was trying to work. Um, while I'm working, I'm getting death threats from this sexual assault case. And my job was saying that's too much for them. I missed days because I was still physically abused um, down below um, in, in my private area. So I, I will literally have to at work to have the swelling go down. And so and there was times that the, it would be so painful that I would leave work. And because of that, my job basically called me in the office and said, well, you know, we can't allow you to do this anymore so you know we're gonna let you know but it's coming to a point where you may be fired so on the top of that they they actually put me on suspension for three weeks so the day that I was supposed to return back to work they would not let me return back to work so in the meantime I have a two-year-old that I'm supporting going through a divorce um, going through a sexual assault case, my grandmother has just passed. 
And now I'm going to lose my job. And then when I get home, because I have been on suspension without pay, I am now going to lose my home. All this is happening back to like literally back to back, back to back. And when it was time for me to make the funeral arrangements for my girl, my whole entire family turned against me and told me I was banned from coming to the funeral. And she was the only mother I knew all because a lie that someone had told. And I was like, I've been taking care of her all these years since I was 16 when she developed Alzheimer's. So why will I do that? And you banned me from the funeral. So dealing with all of that and being harassed by her siblings saying they're going to garnish my wages they're going to put me in jail all this stuff and then i'm like i literally did not know which way to turn but keep in mind i was dating a guy all of this time during my divorce i met someone um and he seemed like oh he was just the perfect guy for me he Um, very supportive for the divorce and very supportive of the sexual assault. And he had asked me to marry him. You know, I said, at first I was hesitant, but I said, okay. Now, when I said, okay, and he got down, we were in the kitchen and he asked me to marry him. He came over and I said, okay, sure. Within two hours, I was physically abused. In my kitchen, he banged my head up against the wall in in my um, pantry door. And so at that point, luckily, my son was not home. Um, He was visiting his father. And at that point. I, you know, I told him, I said, get out. He he did physically abuse me very bad and he left. Now, keep in mind, I was with this gentleman for a year and a half. So when that happened, here I am being abused again. Now, this time it's physical. I'm going through a divorce. My grandmother just passed. I'm banned from the funeral. I'm losing my job. I'm losing my home. And I may lose my son out of all of this. So this was the darkest point of my life. To where I didn't have no one. When I tell you there was not one soul that I could call and say, help me. Because I was always the girl that was brought up with, you know, with the silver spoon. You know, like they say, you know, I had a a family, a well-to-do family. So when I left college, I was on my own. But anytime I needed to call grandma, she was there. So. It was to the point grandmother is no longer here. Grandmother couldn't even help me when she developed Alzheimer's. So I was on my own for a while, but I wasn't the wild girl or anything like that. I I kept my head in books. So I kept going to college and kept trying to better myself, get more degrees. So if anything would happen, I could fall back on something. And Mm -hmm. I literally did not have not one person to call. And I had to literally go in my closet and I don't know, you know, who's spiritual 
but I am very a very spiritual person. And the only person that I could call on was God at that moment. I know my neighbors probably thought I was being killed in the house because only thing I could do was get in my closet and I use my closet as my hiding because I just didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to hear anything. I didn't want to look at anything. And I went in my closet and I boo who cried. I screamed. I yelled. I did everything. I tore clothes off the, the hangers. I did everything possible because I did not. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I literally could not breathe. I just cried out to God real loud. And I say, how much more? can I take I was like what are you building me for you know and this is I'm, I'm, it's just me and God in this in my closet and I'm just talking and yelling and screaming at him and I'm like what are you giving me this battle for I can't do it I can't I'm like I'm losing about to lose my baby I'm about you know I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going I was like, this is not for me. Like, what are you, what are you trying to make me be or become? Or what are you trying to show me? What are you, there was so much confusion. And the only thing I can remember him, literally God telling me in that closet is because he told me, you're not going to break. You're really not going to break. I am here every step of the way giving you more strength than you absolutely can, you know, bear. I'm giving you that strength every day to keep fighting, keep going. You haven't given up. And I had to think about it. I noticed that I never stopped. I just kept going, even though there was days I was numb, even though there was days that I just wanted to lay in the bed. And I just, I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. I said, okay, 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 okay. And I had to really grasp myself. And I said, why am, you know, and I asked the questions, why am I being sexually abused? Why am I being physically, like, what is going on? And it's just like he told me, I'm giving you this to be a testimony for someone else or multiple women that are going through the same exact thing and they feel like they're alone. Oh. He was like, you're you're tough. You're tough. He said, believe it or not, I'm giving this to you because you're a, one of my toughest soldiers that can handle it. So I said, OK. I what? said, God, I, I can't do this without you. Mm -hmm. I said, but it's hard. And I just cried more. And the more and more I cried, the more I noticed that my tears wasn't as heavy as they were when I started crying. And so, and I oh. start remembering songs and words that my grandmother used to sing to me for comfort. And so I start singing those songs and day by day, I was able to, you know, plant my feet back down in that, dark soil real dark 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 gray black soil and i dig my toes deep down in it and i told myself what's next i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> bring it on i am ready because you're not gonna take 
away what God has already given me. You're not going to take that away. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to feel like I'm alone. I'm not going to lose my life because I want to commit suicide. I'm not going to lose my baby because he was my blessing. We both almost died on that birthing table. He is my blessing. I am not going to keep being a, a beanbag for somebody to keep hitting. So I'm going to stand and I'm going to keep fighting because it is a huge blessing that is coming on the other end of what I am going through. And I'm going to stay here to see it. So after that, I just kept fighting my job. Basically, everything just kept turning around itself. It was slowly, but it kept turning around. My job was like, well, they didn't let me go. They actually called me back in after six months later. Um, I did end up being evicted, but they were able to um, give me another apartment and another. They had connections where I could go someplace else and still be in a gated community. And um, with my divorce, I won my baby. I fired my attorney. And I fought my case on my own. It was for three years I battled my divorce. And I fought my case on my own without any help, without any family. My family turned their back when I needed more money. And um, that taught me to start building my faith stronger in God. Because when you don't have no one, that can either break you or it can build you stronger. And it's your choice if you want to feel like you're broken. I refuse to feel like I was broken. And when a guy gave me the inkling that what I'm going through is to help some other person, some other woman, some other, it could be a man, it could be a woman, but to help them, let my story help them. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. I have bruises on my arm. I have bruises, you know, permanent scarring on my face. No one would never know. But when I take my makeup off, I see it. I look at look at these scars above my face every single day. I feel the pain in my back, my lower back, because from being kicked so many times to where I now have muscular sclerosis. Every day I have to live with that. But it still does not stop me from helping anybody. It does not back me up against the wall to where it says, I don't want to fight. So if you are a woman that's out there going through anything similar or feel like you're by yourself, you plant your feet deep down and and you fight, you push, and you continue to pray. Every single day, because that prayer is what is going to get you that strength to keep fighting and moving forward. If you don't know how to pray, only thing you have to say, dig your feet deep down and say, help me. Help me. And he's going to help you. It may be slow moving or it may be fast moving, but get ready because when he helps you, you're going to come out having a straight, a serious testimony. To where you're going to look back for years from now and say, how did I do it? How did I do it? 
And that's why I ask myself every single day, how did I do it? Because if I did not believe in God, I promise you, I would be either six foot under or I would be in a mental institute. Because there's no way that one person can go through that much stuff within a six month period of time. that and it's just it helps me every day to become stronger i keep that is those three words are myself to every single day you gotta fight you gotta push and you gotta pray because those three things is what's going to keep you going every single day when you're tired when you're exhausted when you just feel like you just want to close every blind, every curtain, because you don't, you just want to be by yourself and you want to be depressed. Can you, you repeat this again? I'm sorry. I lost you a little okay. bit and I don't want to that. Yeah, no, you just have to, when you feel like you want to close the blinds, close mm-hmm. the curtains, basically not answering anybody phone call because you're, you just want to be left alone or depressed. Don't start pulling those layers off. Peel them off one by one. If it's depression, peel it off. Go get counseling. Go talk to someone. Even if it's just someone close to you, just start talking to someone. If you have a layer of just insecurity, peel it off. Start working on looking in the mirror every day and putting affirmations around your mirror, little sticky notes around your mirror saying, I am beautiful. Even if you got a scar on your face, that scar makes me even more beautiful. Mm -hmm. So just start peeling each layer off one by one and addressing it. And you will start to see just how strong you are. And just keep telling yourself, I'm going to fight. I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to keep praying because those three things is what going to build you and make you stronger to basically address anything that you're going to be faced in the future. Love it. <laughs> wow. I, I am speechless, girl. I'm, I'm holding back tears. Like I have to push the mute button on my end because okay. I'm like, like in odd, it's so wonderful because I knew a little bit about your right. story. Mm-hmm. I all of love it. I don't love what you went through. I love the result. And right. um, it, it, wow, I just I just love it, Gina. And I'm 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 so happy and so proud of you, girl. You you. you you still have a long way to go. I'm sure. I do. I, do. <laughs> I love it. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's it's crazy, you know, and I had to look at each one of us go through something to help the next person. We may not see it, but we do. I think I honestly believe that's why we go through each person goes through something and they have their deep, darkest moment because they never know that that is going to be something that is going to help someone else either come out early say I can do this give them you know because we can easily fall on that dark side to where it would take years 
for us to pull out, you know, just ourselves to pull out. Mm -hmm. But you can't lose that faith. You can't. You can't. And so that's why I've become more spiritual. Um, you know, in it, people ask me all the time, you know, and it'd be so funny because people will walk up to me and say, I'm going through this situation. And I was like, God, I just went through it years ago. And it'd be so funny. And, you know, and I tell them, I say, I just went through the same thing you did, like literally either two years ago or six years ago or 18 years ago. And they're like, you did? And I'm like, yeah. And this is this is actually the outcome. And the exact same thing that I share with them, that is the exact same thing that they come back tell me that was like you know what the judge did say this or he did do this or she did do this and I'm like I see why I went through what I went through because now I'm helping someone else no that is so true because we don't understand what the training is for yes we are going but it's it's um God is I mean he's not um we don't want to blame him for everything bad that happened right Okay, this is training for me. This is training. Right. I'm, I mean, I must be going. I'm, right. I mean, I'm so bad because this is hard training, hardcore. <laughs> exactly. And, it, it, you know, I never looked at it, but I'm glad you said training because that's what it actually seems like, that you're actually going through training. And sometimes we as women will pick up the same pattern over and over. And I'm, I'm, I'm one for that. I have been abused, physically abused abused um four times in a row back to back to back mm -hmm. and i could not for the life of me i was you know i i was like why i keep getting physically abused i'm like what the world and and this is another dark uh, dark moment here real quick but i could not for the life figure out why am i being physically abused and every time I get into a relationship, I keep picking the same guys, the same one minute. They look sweet. They, you know, they're um, eye catching and and they like you for the beauty and your brains. And then three years have passed and now you're being hit. You're being called names. You're, you know, just silly stuff. And it took me to really realize that. And I want to say this just happened like maybe four months ago. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to tell my age, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I would be 45 this year. And, and it really took me to reach out to my biological father to ask him why, why, why did you leave me? Why haven't you been there? And by talking with him, it all came together because with him, me and him used to physically fight. Even I can remember at the age of nine, maybe when it started that me and him would physically fight. He'll come visit and we will fight, fall out. He was in the military and um, he would leave. But when he would come back again, he had a new wife and a new kid, but never would come back and get me. So I was stay with the grandma and so and I told him I said why would you never come back and get me and he said I, I never thought about it like that and it just clicked like a switch I say I got it I said the love that I have been needing from you as a child 
I have been looking for that same love in these guys and not knowing what, you know, like what my main issue was, but now I know I had abandonment issues. So it didn't matter how bad they treated me. I stayed, mm-hmm. I stayed through a guy trying to gash my eyes out and I have scars on my face. I've stayed to where the guy kicked me. Another guy kicked me so hard till I developed seizures. I stayed to where I now have muscular sclerosis from that. And for six months, we're talking about two to three years of going through this and dusting it off and just wow. continue to go on dusting it off saying, oh, they still love me. That's how they look. Snart. When you're able to recognize that you have abandonment issues, you're going to say it is. Does not matter what type of physical abuse. I say when a guy was bringing women in my house and because I would not agree to that, he literally would beat me up and the woman is standing there watching me get beat up. Do you think she left? No. Did you think she helped me? No. I was told to go in there and clean myself up and go cook while he's in the next woman. So when I tell you, it took me to realize from my father, that was my issue. I now stand up to where I am not that victim anymore. Of I make sure that I closely examine who I am dating. And the abuse has stopped. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I had to come to grips of what was starting it. Why was I picking the same pattern? So you just have to kind of watch and, out and that- for, for certain things like that, your patterns. Because you can develop a pattern. And if you don't, you have to find that core of that issue, of that pattern. And once you find that core, then it will immediately stop because you won't be making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And right. um, and we could be talking forever on, on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I love it. I'm, I'm, so the more I hear about you, the more I learn about you, <laughs> the more excited and, and proud I am. I am. I, I am humble in, in your presence and, and I'm, it's, this is Thank not just you. words. Um, Thank you. Wow. For me, my mom is my hero. She's been through so many things similar to you, basically. And, and, and now I'm meeting you and it's like, oh my God, I'm surrounded by strong women and I love it. I just, I love it. Because you can be strong because you have a loud mouth, right? But um, that right. doesn't make you person, you know? It's just, you're just loud. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so, right, exactly. You're like, okay, now you have strength. That's that's the difference. Right. So love it. And um um going through something a little bit more positive. Let's let me let me know what's your next goal, what's your next project, so we can um close with a positive note here. Tell me. Sure. Um my next goal um is, is really becoming a motivational speaker as well as um to have seminars, especially dealing with the legal aspect of the business. Um, I want to really educate people that they necessarily do not have to have attorney. A lot of people go to attorney based out of fear. 
because they don't know. There's no one out there teaching them or giving them the right tools to help fight their case. So my next goal is to actually give seminars on these. This is what you need to do in these steps. This is the research is out there. But if you don't have no one pointing you to it, you wouldn't know. So the first thing is to do is I don't know nothing about that. I'm going to get an attorney, you know. And so I just want to give people a seminar around those things, especially dealing with family law, because it is a huge range of family law. And um, I just want to educate people to let them know you can win your case. And here is the necessary tools in order to win your case. And so, and sometimes I do do seminars around here, around the city. I do small seminars to give them um, just teaching people how to properly fill out the paperwork Mm -hmm. on a legal form, especially when it comes to family law, because they don't know what to put. They don't know, you know, the little thing as needing documentation to support what they're putting on paper could help their case. They don't even know that. So, um, so I, I really want to do the seminar. That is my next biggest thing, but I also want to become a motivation, motivational speaker for women that are abused. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's my main, um, focus right now is those two things is trying to get a seminar, a panel of women together and we just come and share stories but give women and you know opportunity to find resources to get help because sometimes that happens we'll stay in a situation not knowing what are my resources who can I talk to where can I go what is the steps on if I can't if I don't have nobody how can I do this so I want to um start a actual big um being coming a motivational speaker for women that has been abused and and basically setting up a motivational um like segments throughout the states go state to state and talk and share and you know let people see that you just need someone to reach out their hand to help and in this day and time Especially with COVID, there have the statistics behind it has been crazy where more children and women are have been physically abused because of COVID. Because we've had to yes. stay confined in a home when maybe, you know, the child going to school or the mother going to work and being away from the house was her little outlet. So that's why I want to um, do this. And, and by being in COVID, it kind of made me start thinking, um, why don't I, you know, I need to give do this. I really need to do this because even when you're in COVID, you still need to find ways of getting help. You know, even when you're confined, what to do when you're confined. So that's mm-hmm. those are my two biggest projects. Um that I am really starting to work on and draft up and get it focused because I'm excited about it because I really want to share my story and I really want to help women as well as on the legal side, help families all around the world, basically that don't know. It's all about you don't know. And that's why a lot of people are being, you know, feeling like there's no help, but I'm here to help. 
And I'm going to make sure I share my knowledge and let people know that there is someone that's still in this world that do care about people. And I am one of those people. Absolutely. Coming too. I don't know if you thought about yeah. it, but yeah, I see a bestseller coming your way, and <laughs> I want to copy. It. Yes, I am. Believe yeah. it or not, I am working on a book. Um, of course, I haven't. <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah. Uh, everybody keeps saying, "It was like you need to do a book. You need to get a book." And I was like, "God, if I get a book, I'm sure every woman." Anytime they turn the page, it's going to be a tear left on each page because they're going to be like, how did this girl really get through everything that she has gotten through? And you're going to know there's only one person that has kept me through everything that I've been through. And what I shared today was just a small inkling of what I have actually gone through. So I am in the middle of writing a book and, um, I'm just been so busy with everything, but the life note business have really taken off. And I did not know that many families um, are in need. People are calling me left and right every day. And that has kind of taken over everything that I was um, working on. But I'm getting a team together to kind of help me kind of, you know, delegate this, delegate that. And, uh, so I can go ahead and start working on my second projects and, and getting my book completed. So excellent, excellent, excellent. And you have a new fan here because um, I can't wait. I can't oh, wait. To- thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Gina, that we got to talk a little bit more. And, um, and I'm sure I can, I can, we can schedule to talk about something else again. But okay. I love this. Okay. I love this. I can't wait for hear this, hear your story. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the, to, oh, to yeah. connect with me yeah. and, and uh, women and, uh, women yeah. and I love it. I know they're going to be touched by you. And let me ask you, how can they um, connect with you if, if there's any way or how? Sure. How, yeah. How can I, they um, know they about can, you? Yeah, they can contact me through Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm actually on um, Twitter. You can find me. It's Gigi Gina on Facebook. Uh, you can, and it's on Instagram as well, Gigi. But if you need legal, they can always um, do Life Note uh, Life LLC, and that's on Facebook. That is on um, Enlighten. That is on. Even if they Google, Google will actually give them all the information. Uh, my social media sites. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on. Um, it's called core when, if you just have a question out there, I'm on that website as well. So uh-huh. if they just look up life note and it's L I F E N O T E L L. If they do that on Facebook, um, on Instagram, it's backwards It's L L C life note. Um, on Twitter or any other social media sites, I am actually out there just as life note LLC. But as for me personally, they can look me up on Facebook for Gigi and they can look me up for um, my Instagram is TVA.Gina, G-I-N-A. And so um, 
if they want to just talk, if they have questions, just feel free. They can do it through Life Note or they can just go on my page, just send me a message and I'll reply back to them. Perfect. Um, and I do have a website as well for the Life Note. Uh -huh. um, it's www.lifenotellc.com. Perfect. Excellent. Um, that's pretty cool. I'm going to do what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, put a note on the, this okay. uh, and information and tag along. Sounds great. Perfect. Gina, thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. It was great. Thank you so right. much. Have a good night. And, um, you yeah, too. Thank, and you thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. You have a great night. Absolutely. All right. You too, sweetie. Bye-bye.